So, like, take off to the great white north. Take off. It's a beauty way to go. Take off, you hosers. Woo! Y'all ain't no one, right? Let's go. No masterpiece. Ten bad bitches and they after me. One bad bitch look like a masterpiece. Looking for a dunk like an athlete. Big drip, what you call it? Big drip. Ice chain, peeled water. You got the cab, but can't afford them. You got the bad, but can't afford them. Give me the beat, I ride it like a jet ski. So many bad bitches, they harassing me. They like me cause I rap and be with the athletes. Stop asking me. I know they mad at me. Hop in the coop, then I slide like it's Vaseline. Hey guys, welcome back to Hosers. It's episode 47, the Leo Comrade version of the podcast with just as much grit. I'm your host, Chris Killingsworth, and joining me as always is my co-host, Carter Lupel. What's going on, man? How's it going, Chris? It's going well. Thomas is unable to make it tonight. Nice. You know, he's a busy schoolboy. He's a baseball reporter now, I yeah, think. just talking about footy and baseball. Yeah. <laughs> but, yo, we're back. Uh, we missed last week, but that's okay. What's new with you, man? Like, how's life been going? Not bad. Work's been crazy. We, um, we did a, a partnership with Migos. Okay. Yeah, so everyone, all the uh, older people at work have been asking, how's the uh, Three Amigos thing happening? <laughs> three Amigos. <laughs> we are the Three Amigos. We are. Yeah, so I think they're talking about us. They could. So they're like, oh, podcast is going good. We got taken <laughs> off of iTunes briefly, but things are well. <laughs> so it's been exciting, but... What's that like? It's just... Migos get gifts and they post uh, the gifts that we give them. Oh my god, that yeah. sounds amazing! Will you meet them? You think or no? Hope so. Our director got to go to Huncho Day, which is like <sighs> the big football event that um, they all put on. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like Quavo's, Quavo's like thing, yeah. thing, but yeah, dude, that's so cool. Yeah, so he was there. You got to like hang out with everybody, take footage, and yeah. I mean, I have a hard time listening to most, like, modern hip-hop, but, like, if I put on Migos, I just want to smoke a joint. That's it. <laughs> That's all I want to do. But, um, yeah, they just make me want to party. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But, so you got that going on. Um, how are the, how's the tricycle campaign? Well, that's it. Oh. Migos are riding tricycles now. What are the, what's the brand called again? Uh, the Can-Am Riker. Riker, that's what it is. Yeah. Not tricycle in a bad way, so that's what it reminds me of. One time we were in a creative presentation with client, and client doesn't <laughs> like when they're like, when we refer to it like that in any way. Yeah. And it was a new creative guy on <laughs> yeah. the account, and he's like, so I'm trying to like figure out... A- like, let's be honest. It's it's an adult tricycle, and all of, and all of the people, like the like the people who've been on the count for a while in the room, are just like oh. <laughs> they're like gripping their shit. Yeah, I'm like I'm like ready to have. I'm like bracing myself because something's about to be thrown at me, and I'm like. Uh, they are like definitely interesting. Yeah, I think I would like maybe ride one just to try it. Yeah. But uh, something I've been noticing, you know, this is the time of year where everybody's having their meetups so like the other day i'm going to get a coffee at the end of work and at the canadian tire where like near the canadian tire where i work they had a like a jeep meetup and then a couple days ago there was like a pickup truck meetup still waiting on the hyundai elantra gt hatchback meetup but (laughs) that might not happen 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, then I saw like a group of like bikes and I was like, oh, maybe it's like bikers, whatever. And yeah. then I saw a couple of those and they were so far removed from the bikers, like I in the know. lineup. Cause like imagine showing up and you're like, cool, that's a Harley, eh? Well, this thing you should have, I mean, we get pretty good gas mileage on this thing. So <laughs> well, I've been trying to pitch. Kenny Powers. As, oh, come on, dude. So, so sick. Kenny Powers, if you guys ever watch Eastbound and Down, in the fourth season. I think he has one in the show, does he not? He has one in the show. So they were they were up. So the two senior guys on that account were up with clients yeah. not too long ago. And I said, or maybe I sent it in the iMessage, but I said, don't forget to push our newest um, brand <laughs> ambassador to clients while you're up Danny there. Danny McBride as um, <laughs> fucking Kenny um, Powers. <laughs> oh my God. Danny McBride on. Dude, I'm going to, when, when Thomas tweets the episode, that'll be the photo that accompanies it. So, so it's we'll basically Danny McBride with like, you know, in the one season where he has the kid and he has to like take care of the kid while April like ran away. In a backpack and feeds it lettuce <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with a sealed backpack. It's like actually crazy. Like obviously Game of Thrones ended this past week. Yeah. And every, like, is it a thing at your work? Like as much as it is at my yeah. work? Um, and obviously like people are miserable about it and we're not going to talk too much about it, but just reminded me that like HBO has had some like 10 out of 10 comedy shows. Oh yeah. And I just started watching the show Barry. Have you heard of it? It's with Bill Hader and it's like a comedy, but like kind of a dark comedy. Anything with Bill Hader is hilarious. Right. But that Eastbound and Down could not exist in 2019. No, absolutely not. Like it is a very problematic show, obviously. But there are, like, you, like, some of, like, if you watch two episodes of the first season, you'd be like, absolutely, no chance this show yeah. would exist in this day oh, and absolutely age. absolutely not. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely an interesting so, take on things. Hopefully we get them. Dude, <laughs> how, but apparently they've got this new show coming out soon um, where it's, like, him and uh, Adam, uh, not Adam Levine. <laughs> Adam, you know the guy from Workaholics? Uh, uh, Demamp. Yeah. Oh, oh, Adam Devine. Devine, right. Imagine Adam Levine was on the show. Oh, my God. Just feeling his body. Yeah. So hot. (laughs) But, um, and him, and then who's the guy from Roseanne? John Goodman. John Goodman. And John, and the three of them are like pastors in like the Bible belt, and they're like over the top, like preachers, basically. Oh, that's. But like, there's obviously like some sketchy shit going on that you like find (laughs) out as the show goes on. Um, but oh anyways, God. that show looks like it, it's, it's the same producers as Eastbound and Down. Oh, so sick. it could be pretty funny. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. But anyways, um, other than that, things are good though. Yeah, things are good. <laughs> and if Thomas was here, he'd be like, oh, you know, just a lot of work writing articles. He's yeah. doing Canucks Army stuff now. So, oh my um, you know, keep an eye out for Thomas's articles. We'll plug those. Um, the Sedin's new running career. Is that what they're doing now? They just ran a marathon. Okay, well done. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Good for them. I wonder if uh, Henrik was still carrying Daniel on his back this whole I think time. Henrik beat <laughs> He's like, brother, we've been doing this for so long. Jump on my back. That's us. That's how Swedish I'll people put talk. You on I think. My shoulders when I run across the finish line. It'll be just like the end of every season. <laughs> It's funny because we have listeners from Sweden and like in my mind, to be honest, some of you sound like that and I'm sorry. 
but that's all, fine. All, all that I know about Sweden is from the Swedish chef from Sesame right. Street growing up. And all he says is, herfty blurfty. <laughs> is the Swedish chef problematic? Yeah. Okay. So Perfect. Terribly racist. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. But um, obviously, you know, we haven't been together in a couple of weeks. So I'll give a quick life update for me. Same shit, different day. Yeah, there we go. That's it. We currently, I think I was sharing with you guys in the last episode, we currently have my dog in puppy classes. We've now left those puppy classes because they have not gone well. Yeah. So we're starting obedience class on Sunday okay. with little Puck. Um, and hopefully that goes better. You need season Milan to come talk to you. It's not even that. It's just I, you know what, fuck them. I don't care. They <laughs> are the worst run organization I've ever dealt with in my fucking life. They're called the Red Barn. They're in Barrie. They are... This is the Yelp review segment. Straight up. No, no. Like, like I just got to get this off my chest because it's, like, killing me. <laughs> I think I shared with you guys on the previous episode. Like, my dog's a big part of my life, obviously. And I think I shared on the last episode that um, dog people, by and large, are weird. They're all strange. Yeah. They all, you know, are, like they're just into like weird shit and it's it's like not i have a hard time like aligning with them so like we've been taking them to the dog park almost every day and that's a trip because you got people coming by they're like hey uh i like your dog there has he been fixed and i'm just like hi my name's chris like can you give me like a fucking moment to breathe for a second those people like open mouth kiss their dog 100 percent yeah he's like "Mm." big pair of balls he's got there fuck (laughs) and i'm just like no you can leave me alone i'm just like hello 911 yes i'm at the barry molson center yeah it's me chris no i'm not waiting for aaron ekblad to come out of the bmc uh no it's different this time no no it's different this time different phone call (laughs) but um like it's just weird and like i can't like fuck with these people like these people are so fucking weird and so anyways we've been bringing them to this place and if you can imagine it's almost the size it's it's like you played ball hockey and stuff growing up so it's like almost the size of like a ball hockey rink and that's where they they do their their like you know training and stuff like that but there's a divider that separates these two platforms from one to the other and while they're doing basic basic puppy training on the other side they've got agility classes and straight up if you do agility classes with your dog you're a serial killer yeah if you're running your like you know, beside your dog through best, the course. Be, what's that movie called? Best, best in show. show. Great movie. But that's more or less what these people are doing. Yeah. Where they've got like their poodle and they're running along. They're like up, down, through the tunnel, like <laughs> screaming at their dogs. And I'm just trying to get my dog none to lay down. None of them can pay attention. And none of them can pay attention. So I said to the place, I was like, yo, this is not working. Yeah. And they were like, well, we actually believe that a distracted dog will be a better dog. And I'm like, that's a fucking cop out. Yeah. It's convenient that you think that that's the way that it should be run. Because everybody else in the fucking world knows that a dog who can focus. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's so stupid. So anyways, <laughs> I told them, like, we're not coming back. And they're like, well, why don't you come to our obedience course on Sunday nights? So I'll give you guys a heads up or, or rather a review of that. Once it happens. Once it happens. But... Um, obviously not a lot of hockey stuff to talk about, but we've got the Bruins and the St. Louis Blues in the finals. I've seen that coming. I know, right? Pretty crazy. I need a fifth chance bracket. Dude. I need a second chance. I was saying to one of the the guys I work with, shout out to Sean. What's up, Sean? 
Um, I have done so much shit talking of like the like Bruins. I will never like the Bruins. Fuck the Bruins. But I shit talked the Blues for so long, yeah. and now I am backtracking so hard. Because you can't cheer for Boston. No, and so it's and I need to see. St. Louis win like that is the only option. I don't want Marshawn to lift a cup. It's not even about Marshawn lifting the cup. I just like I said before, I just can't. I can't get into it. I can't get into it. I don't even mind Marshawn that much, but I just think St. Louis's story is cooler. Yeah, and I've come around on that. Obviously, I've changed my (laughs) mind a few times. But um, what was like the biggest takeaway for you watching Carolina get swept by Boston? It's a shame that. that Thomas can't be here to hear us talk about yeah. his precious team getting swept, but yeah, to hear the sound of the broom on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've literally got a broom within feet of Carter, so we could make it happen. I thought Thomas was coming. <laughs> yeah, you just left it for him. Yeah, you're like, yeah, we just left a broom where you sit, so we'll figure it out. Um, but what were your thoughts around it? Like, did you feel Boston played their role like it was? <sighs> yeah, fucked. like it was gross. Carolina obviously like did their thing coming out of the last series, and then. They, I think it's typical, like, haven't been there before syndrome. Mm-hmm. Like, they thought they could ride the high rather than facing Boston for what they actually are. Mm-hmm. And Boston just swarmed them. Yeah. It's no, insane. it's true. And But St. Louis did the same thing to San Jose. Yeah, they didn't give them a lot of room, I found. No. And, like, both teams are pretty strong defensively. And that's not to say that Carolina is not a defensive team because they are. Um, or at least have the pieces to be a defensive team, depending on, you know, their system and what have you. But for me, it was just really crazy to see Carolina that had been dominant early on in the playoffs, just not really have that same. Yeah. Well, we talked about Boston being that chameleon type hockey team. Yes. They, within the first 10 minutes of the first period of the first game, Mm -hmm. they They've read you like a book. They know exactly what you're about. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, and I think that they can, you know, they can play, like, to your point, like, really any way. Like, they want to play a tough game, they could do that. They want to play a fast game, they can do that. They want to, you know, contribute in just just ways that Carolina couldn't match them for depth, right? And I think that that was really interesting to watch a team like Boston have – just so much more depth in their bottom six than Carolina was able to, to match. Yeah. Um, and I mean, goaltending played into it as well. Yeah. Um, and I think that Mrazek, like Jones um, in, in the San Jose series, was bound to regress a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I like Mrazek. I think he could be like a great goalie. And by all accounts, he'll look at being the starter next year with McElhaney backing them up. Yeah. Um, but I just didn't think he could keep up. What did he get in the fourth game? Like 59 shots or something yeah, like Yeah, he like got just, just peppered. absolutely peppered. And I think, you know, I was reading that they're planning on buying out Scott Darling's contract. So they're, what everyone thought was going to be Carolina's goaltender of the future is now going to be bought out, <laughs> which is crazy. So, you know, you hope that, that Mrazek can do that. And, and, you know, Carolina, you know, I know we are not huge Carolina fans, but Nedeljkovic, who is their AHL goalie for Charlotte, uh, who are currently playing he the Marlies. Insane. He's gross. It was insane. So I, I got to go watch them win 6 nothing. Over the Marlies. Yeah. And that was fucked. Yeah, what were some of your takeaways from from that game? Well, 
the I mean, the not Ch- a lot for the Marlies, yeah. obviously. Checkers played like Boston did. Yeah. But it was, they are just all over them. Like, yeah. it was good. It's, I always, like, whenever I go to an NHL game, I'm like, wow, the divide, the conditioning divide is so... Yeah. Like, evi- like it's not even the same. Right. Like, it's... What you understand the struggle that these... And you, you made the point, like, many moons ago when you said you have to be, like, really good to even be bad mm-hmm. at hockey. Mm-hmm. And, like... It's you can see the struggles that these guys have making the step to the next level because it's such a huge divide. Yeah, but, and I thought that like having watched a couple of the games that there were times where you thought that you know like with Charlotte at least like they've got some like legit prospects that I yeah. think could play uh, on the Canes next year to help mm-hmm. with some of those depth concerns that I thought they had. And I think like that in and of itself has to be a tricky situation where it's like, maybe they're too good for the AHL, but they're not quite good enough for the NHL. Yeah. And you've got like these fringe guys who are maybe better suited playing top line minutes in the AHL rather than playing like a bottom six role. Yeah. Well, right. I, like I, I don't follow that loop as much, but like even what, like knowing the guys that, our prospects for like the Leafs, like Moore yeah. was down. And yeah, yeah, a couple like right-handed defensemen that are like. Yeah, Lilligren of, was playing, yeah. I think, and uh, Hollowell. Yeah, yeah, Hollowell's good. I like and him. And they were they're obviously ones that are like targeted to be up at the Leafs next year. Mm-hmm. But I like they weren't shining at all. Like yeah, like the Checkers had so much more depth. Than- well, and you wonder too, like the Marlies have been able to be so like I mean they've only lost two games in the whole playoffs right like mm-hmm. they swept the first two rounds and like most people myself included didn't even peg them to beat Rochester in the first no. round so the fact that they've they want to beat the monsters and, right and yeah. the monsters are a good team still yeah. right and then yeah so I mean it'll it'll be interesting I think if they can beat Charlotte they'll win the Calder Cup again yeah. uh, so fingers crossed that they can put that together but you know back to back to Carolina and Boston it is just it's interesting to see that Carolina was so dominant and then just had no gas. Yeah, like oh it just yeah. felt like. Well, it's a classic tale. Like I said, never been there before. Like it's, right, they needed to rest up. I'm sure they're a bit excited for going mm-hmm. farther than they've gone in a long time. Well, yeah, I mean they hadn't gone that far in like since 2006, was it? Or? Well, that's when they won the cup. Yeah. But I don't even know if they had gone that far. I don't think they had gone to the conference finals at least. No. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Thomas, our resident Carolina Hurricanes fan, is not here tonight, too. When he uh, tweets about it, he can correct us. Yeah, yeah, there you go, exactly. <laughs> but I think the other thing that kind of layers into it is, you know, now we've got a really interesting scenario where, you know, the Leafs were so fucking close to beating Boston. <laughs> and anyways, I don't even want to get into that. But so that'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, obviously, we're not getting the Joe Thornton versus his former team storyline, but what were some of your thoughts around San Jose um, and St. Louis uh, as far as that series went? St. Louis was the more poised team. Like, yeah. whenever it came... Except for uh, the hand pass. Except for then the they hand weren't, pass. Then they weren't very poised for yeah, a few but... minutes there. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they just, like, at every moment you saw where they're... they're came to be like an irrational decision made or like take a step back and regroup. They yeah. Took a step back and regroup. Like Absolutely. Was, and that was things that you expected at a San Jose with guys like Carlson and Burns and Thornton and like Pavelski and all these guys that have been there before. Yeah. And you're like, why aren't like you get this, like you shouldn't be making these stupid ass mistakes. Yeah. And the St. Louis is on the other end. They're like big brother. They're like, 
doing everything right. Mm-hmm. They're swarming them. They're winning. They're like yeah. winning the battles. It's fucked. Right? And they've got like depth and like Boston too. And that's yeah. not to say that that San Jose doesn't. I just don't think that we got a lot. Yeah. you know, of the depth. And like, you know, of course, after the series is done, you find out like, oh, Eric Carlson was only playing on one leg and one arm. Yeah. He doesn't. Well, Hurdle, <laughs> like, like who's out the last game? Hurdle, Pavelski, Pavelski and, and Carlson. And Carlson. So like, I'm sure like San Jose fans will blame it on that. But like, yeah, but but even then, like Pavelski's an older guy. I was actually just listening to uh, Thirty One Thoughts on my way home, and like Pavelski, I think people forget that he's like thirty five. Oh yeah, he's a big boy. And people think that he's like in his like late twenties, early thirties. No, Pavelski growing up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's he's like this type of player where, um, you know, we just don't know what they're gonna look like next year. And I think like Hurdle had a coming out party. Timo Meyer obviously yeah. has been dominant. Um, but you know, this Carlson thing worries me a little bit. He's, he's just like sullying his worth. Like. I just don't know like how, like, I think a team is going to overpay for him. And if it's the Rangers, it's going to be really disappointing. You think that, a team's going to overpay for him? Yes. Overpay in the sense that because of the health concerns and how he has like, uh, Chris Killingsworth ankle, <laughs> although he's an, an elite athlete and I'm just, you know, like a pretty good athlete. Um, <laughs> Yeah, just, just like I'm okay, I'm all right. <laughs> um, but when you think about it, like he's, it just I don't know. Like if if you were a GM right now and you were going to sign Eric Carlson, like I don't know, eight and a half by s- or seven years for like eight and a half million or like something like that. What's he making right now? I think he's making. Because Burns is the highest. Seven, yeah, maybe something Burns like at, that. Burns is at eight, and he, I think he's the highest. Yeah, but like I can tell you confidently right now that as much as I like Eric Carlson, I do not see a scenario where he should be making more than seven million dollars no, a year. No, I don't think he should be making more than seven. I wouldn't sign him for more than three years. I just, but so maybe he gets a little bit, but maybe they do like eight and a half by three years, like a yeah. little bit more per year, but yeah. the term's not as long. Like, you know, he is like. Don't get me wrong. He's one of the best defensemen the world has ever seen. When he's healthy. When he's healthy. And the concern that that I feel like we keep seeing is he can. And I, I mean, I can't say I blame him, but like he's playing through these injuries. Yeah. And to your point, like, is it starting to make his worth diminish? Like, right, because would, he can't. You know, he can't really bring it when he should be bringing it, yeah, right? Yeah, well, he hasn't had a good season since he hurt himself in his last cup run. But he just keeps hurting himself, right? At, in the same spot. Like, right. he needs to take some serious time off and, like, actually do proper rehab. Yeah, and, like, listen, I'm not... Uh, I And I know you're not coming from this perspective, too, but, like, we're hearing this thing about Ryan Kessler, like, not playing next year so that he can rehab an injury yeah. for an entire year and then hopefully come back. Yeah, that'll be tough. That'll be tough. But Carlson goes home and plays all summer. Yeah. Like, that's the that's the hard thing, is that, like, he needs to not play hockey when he's supposed to not play hockey. Like, yeah. take a page out of Kessel's book, eat some hot dogs. <sighs> Go fishing. Get feet up. Get traded to Minnesota, maybe, which we'll talk yes, about in a few minutes. To talk about Can't that. wait to talk about that. But, you know, like, I get it. I guess I just, like, it's tricky for me because I love Eric Carlson. Like, mm-hmm. He's just so good, well, but he was like a shell of himself in the playoffs. Yeah, it's like these super athletes, so that like are always trying to elevate their game and better their game. There comes a point where like you just shut, like you're you're at like working actually in detriment to your game. Mm-hmm. Like, like if 
I know this is in general sports, but if you look at LeBron, yeah, LeBron's never had time off. Mm-hmm. Like, he's never not been in the playoffs. He's never not had this break. Yeah. So now he's taking time off, and I'm sure next season, whatever the hell he does, mm-hmm. he'll be even more explosive than his first season. Yeah. And so I think that's something that Carlson needs to do because, like, LeBron's burned out, and he's yeah, arguably one or two of the best players that's ever played the game. You mm-hmm. know? So it's we need Carlson to just rest. Yes. So yeah, play. and I think for me, too, like, we're not the first people to talk about it, obviously, but, you know, we're hearing more and more about load management, yeah. you know, in, like, Kauai right now general sports podcast um but like you look at Kawhi Leonard who's been like unstoppable despite having not played a full season in the NBA and where I'm not an expert on the NBA nor the idea of load management because I think in the NHL it's still like a relatively unknown factor Mm because a lot of people haven't looked at it could you see a guy like Carlson maybe only playing yeah you know let's say 50, 60 regular season games and then being ready to go for the playoffs. It's tough to say, like, playing on it, like, because things can pivot. Like, if we look at St. Louis, they yeah. have a hope in hell of making the playoffs. The first well, fuck the no, season. dude. I remember recording episodes and being like, is St. Louis the worst team we've yeah. ever seen? And sure as shit, they're fucking and, in the finals now. And so it's tough to, like, say. And, like, hockey's a bit of a different ball game than basketball because, like, basketball, like... The, like chess like you have yeah. set plays that's it like that's sure. what you do and hockey like you have your guidelines and there's all this room for creativity and like you have guys that you play with and that like it's a bit different than like I don't know I think basketball it's a bit more interchangeable other than your few powerhouses yeah but with hockey I think it's a bit harder like to get to like take that rest and right. get out of it because it's such Mentally, it's mm-hmm. just as taxing, but it's a different type. Could of... he maybe even play like top four minutes instead of top two minutes? Yeah, absolutely. With like you know playing PP one and PP two, like special teams yeah. where he can be dominant. Like I mean, he can be dominant five on five, but yeah, he can't. Like you saw a couple of the turnovers that we saw in his own end. All right, he was the like the first game, the two goals. Um, that St. Louis scored were absolutely Carlson's fault. Well, and he just, I found that he couldn't, like, pivot quick enough to, like, yeah. turn around. And, like, it's its its a shame, man. And, like, even Burns, like, Burns played really well, I thought, for the most part. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's interesting with the Sharks because they, I think that they're a playoff team with yeah. or without Carlson, yeah. personally. So I don't know, like, did you know, my thought was when Carlson got traded there, like, oh, fuck, he's going to be, like, yeah. the piece that pushes them over the edge. But other kind of variables aside, you know, they weren't able well, they, to get there, They just kind of right? use them as a crutch, right? And then once you start to lean on that, then when you take it away. Right. Like, but the load management thing's interesting. I think we should revisit that. Like, yeah. Or maybe open it up and have people... I think Thomas would have, like, some pretty good perspective on it, too, because yeah, he's, he's into that kind of stuff a bit more than we are, but... The culture of hockey is, like, played... Like play play hurt, games. play fucking when your arm's falling off, yeah, right? Like like the amount of games you play is just as important as the amount of points you score in hockey. Like yeah. that's the hundred percent. So you don't hear about guys that are like or teams or anybody that are like, Yeah, yeah. we're we're saving him, like this is a bottom tier game. Like yeah. gonna, like you get that like at the back half of the season when you've lost your playoffs. Yeah. Spot, but like But then it, it you know, and then there's like other factors that layer into it too. Like for me, like leaf games are fucking expensive yeah. and i mean i was able to see the leafs once this year in calgary yeah. when robin and i were out there 
and you know you pay a premium price to see the premium to player. see the premium player but like if i go to a game and i'm not sure if austin matthews is playing or i'm not sure if like Nylander or Marner are going to dress yeah. or like maybe those are bad examples but I mean Matthews has had a few health issues here and there mm-hmm. knock on wood um, but you know it would be like kind of devastating to like yeah. be a fan and only be able to see your team a couple times a year and then have you know have that be such a big factor in your yeah. ticket purchasing maybe process maybe they just right? sit them on the road or something like it yeah well, I, yeah i don't know but maybe yeah maybe you look at that too where it's like well fuck we know that we're gonna sell at the uh scotia bank arena so we're gonna be playing in fucking minnesota maybe we're not gonna play them in minnesota right yeah, well, exactly. but maybe they do because if so we can don't. shift gears a little bit um well before we do that how do you think things will end I don't know. It's honestly tough to say after watching how St. Louis has played. But, but Boston's played so fucking well. I know, I know. that, And I, like, I, it hurts to say, but I think Boston's going to take it. Yeah. But Part of be, me thinks so, too. But it'd be awesome to see the Bullies get beat up. Because you know? Tuca is, like, on one right now. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but Bennington's on one, too. Yeah, <laughs> so. Bennington played very well. But, like, how old's Tuca Rask, anyway? He's like, I think he's 31 or 32. Okay, so he's not that old. For some no. reason, I thought he was, like, 50. Like, no, no, no. I'm just no, so no. used to hearing his name all the time. Yeah, well, and, and always, you know like truculent you know Bruins fans being like oh he's not as good as Tim Thomas <laughs> and but but like really though like the last time they won the cup it wasn't because of Rask no. at least the perception is yeah like Tim Thomas he's our fucking guy and yeah, then he's the North Star yeah and then he gets fucking traded to Florida and Dallas <laughs> you know where maybe you know it, it it didn't quite pan out the way that he wanted to but you know yeah. I'm not worried about talking shit on Tim Thomas because I know he lives in a cabin. Probably doesn't yeah. even have the internet, so he's not listening to hosers. I'm votes, not scared. Votes for Trump. W- among other things. He's got an interesting <laughs> political stance. But um, moving on, I I think the same the same way you do. Yeah. I, I'd love to see St. Louis win, obviously, yeah. but Boston has been so dominant that yeah. it's it's really, for me... You know, it's it's one of those things where I just, like, don't know how they're going to beat Boston. Yeah, it's tough to pick otherwise. Like, yeah. that's a thing. It's really hard. Um, but anyways, we all like a good storyline. So yeah. um, the reason we bring up Minnesota, there were reports today, and I've seen a few of them the last little while, about the idea of uh, Philip Kessel being traded uh, potentially to Minnesota. And there's a couple of different reports going out there now. I was reading them on my lunch break today, and... I guess he's not one of, or Minnesota is currently not one of the teams that are on his, uh, like, trade list to yeah, go there. I don't know what the eight teams are, but... Yeah, well, we probably wouldn't know, but yeah. basically they're tying him to Minnesota because he's really good friends with Ryan Suter. Yeah. Um, and Did he play Wisconsin? He played at Wisconsin, yeah. yeah. He was a gopher, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. He was a gopher. So there's, like, all of these ties, yeah. and I think it makes sense. Yeah. So Minnesota only has one right-hand shot in their top nine. Oh, wow. If I'm not mistaken, um, which is fucking insane. Yeah. But they would have, if they had kept Alex Tuck, you know what, that doesn't matter. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's a sore one for Minnesota fans, I think. But um, they don't have any right-hand shots. So that's like a a big issue for a team that, you know, wants to get a bit better scoring. So the thought was that, Phil Kessel and Jack Johnson, 
um, blueberry pancakes. Yeah. Not not to be not to be confused. confused. Yeah. We've done this bit before. We'd get <laughs> traded to Minnesota yeah. for. Um, we would see a trade that would be Jason Zucker or oh, Zucker, okay. and Victor Rask yeah. for Kessel and Jack Johnson. Okay. So that was reported by Josh Yoey and Michael Russo of The Athletic. Um, anyways, I thought that that was interesting. So you look on one side of it, you've got, like for me, the trade is really Kessel for Zucker. Yeah. Both guys that can score, both guys that need different scenery. Yeah. And there was a rumor that Zucker was traded to Calgary before the trade deadline, so there was, like, no way that he was going to be staying in Minnesota. And then you have Victor Rask, who I know we talked a bit about with the Niederreiter trade, which is, like, looking insane when you look at it now. (laughs) Um, But a guy like Victor Rask and Jack Johnson swapping spots, guys that also need a change of scenery because Jack Johnson is not a good defenseman, and Victor Rask is potentially a top nine guy maybe Jack John what a fall from grace from the US team to yeah in the US team to this but I think that the thing that's crazy here is is that you have this scenario now where you know Phil Kessel could go to a team like Minnesota which could be interesting for him he can do whatever the hell he wants there it's a quiet market like it's a quiet media market he'd be able to just kind of like not be maybe as involved as he kind of is in Pittsburgh. Yeah, he can go back home. Like it's, yeah, like it's a he's home. close to Ryan Suter and Zach Parise, so like that would be good for him. I just want Phil to be happy. Yeah, you know, I know you look at you look at Philly cheesesteak and you want. I just I and and you know the other place that I think you know and this has been bandied about before, but him getting back together with Rick Tockett, who's yeah. in Arizona. Arizona would be a great spot for him. 100%. And, you know, he loves the golf. He loves hot dogs. Yeah, he <laughs> loves all that shit. So that could be interesting. But, of course, this is the time of year where we're starting to see, you know, some trade rumors uh, and some free agents um, from Europe being signed and things like that. There is also a uh, pretty big signing today by one Brock Nelson re-signing with the New York Islanders. Like six years. Six year deal. That oh, is a interesting contract. Yeah, I thought. That was a that was a rich timeline for him. But. Yeah, I mean, he had a decent season last year. I mean, he did pot twenty five goals, like good on him, and he's been scoring fairly consistent 20 goal seasons you know 50 45 points a season which is pretty good six six years a lot of a gamble though but it is but i think maybe they hope that he can step it up like i mean there's a couple of things that factor into it obviously um he's a center and they need center depth which is good yeah um but yeah 27 years old now so that's like kind of his big ticket i guess yeah. and he's a big boy six three he you know plays an interesting role on that team but that's like the big signing yeah. uh, of note recently so that'll that'll be We're interesting finding out that patrick wall wasn't the coach of the ottawa senators yeah that's actually some pretty crazy news that we can touch on too uh today we found out that dj smith the former assistant coach of the toronto maple leafs has taken a role with the ottawa senators what do you know about uh mr smith uh, not much. I was just sad that Patrick Waugh didn't get the gig. I know, <laughs> man. Fuck, that would have been cool. DJ Smith was the head coach of the Oshawa Generals, yeah. then was the assistant uh, assistant coach with Mike Back- 
Mike Babcock for about four years, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. And then their other assistant coach, this is a real sick style, was granted permission to see other teams. Wow. So that'd be me being like, hey, bud, you've been working here for a while. If you want to find another job, see if you can find one. <laughs> it's like the most polite way of being fired, yeah. maybe of all time. Um, but it, that'll be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. But we, we saw how, like, kind of piss poor of a job Patrick Waugh did as a coach. Yeah, well, and the way that he left was pretty fucking bad, too. Yeah. So uh, I just, I'm a, I'm, I have a soft spot for Patrick Waugh. Yeah, me too, man. But he, I don't, maybe coaching isn't his thing. I would have just been excited to see him behind the bench again. Yeah, and I think, you know, it would have been interesting to see a guy like Patrick Waugh, um, you know, French speaking, you know, they, there's been conversation, of course, that one of the things that Ottawa has not embraced very well is the Francophone community in Ottawa. So having a guy like him who's French, yeah. you know, could you know play into that a little bit. It would also be crazy to see him go play or not play, but rather coach for the Senators, yeah. uh, you know, when Montreal is like right there. Obviously, they don't have any vacancies that way, but that's interesting. DJ Smith, I mean, I... Pulling from the enemy territory, right? Yeah, but, like, he wasn't, like, that impressive as a coach for the yeah. Leafs. Um, you know, he is largely responsible for the defense and the penalty kill, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And uh, Eugene Melnick, the uh, owner of the Senators, roasted the Leafs' defense earlier <laughs> this year. So it's kind of ironic that he ends up hiring the guy who he was fucking roasting yeah, it, it was, it a was few a months play. ago. Yeah, it's an interesting move. Maybe he was playing the long game. He's like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm going to piss this guy off right tear, in my arms. Tear them down, yeah. It's like when you're a kid and you're, like, teasing the girl that you like on the playground. It's like, DJ, fuck you, DJ. I actually seriously you, like you. You bitch, DJ. Yeah, sends him a note that's like, DJ, do you like me? Yes, yes no, maybe. No, maybe. <laughs> uh, but it's it's kind of funny that it, you know, winded up that way. But yeah. those are really the kind of the big stories this week. We talked a little yeah. bit about... Uh, obviously this Kessel stuff which is pretty exciting you know this is like kind of the best and worst time of the year yeah. where there's the IHFs yeah we could talk about that Mark Stone scored two overtime goals so I know time, he's gross eh yeah he's pretty good Ottawa's gonna be oh <laughs> Vegas is going to be happy to have him back. Um, have you watched a lot of the IHF World Championships? I have. I've only been able to catch highlights. The times yeah. are so fucked. The times are fucked. It's like, oh, I've got to be at work at 9, but I really want to watch this uh, you know, game. <laughs> you know, France versus Great Britain game. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I've been watching a lot of highlights, too. Um, yeah, I don't know. World Championship, I like it, but it's inconvenient a yeah. lot of the timing that's the thing like i i want to sit down and watch it like for the playoffs i'll pbr a game yes and then i won't check my social media at all yeah and then i will go home and i'll watch it yes i'm the same way don't care about that for the ihs no not, i used to but not i think they've lost their luster yeah they're kind of i think it's just because you know it's not best on best because yeah. it's like you know all the oilers because they never make the playoffs and <laughs> You know, it's like, oh, Darnell Nurse is, you know, a defenseman for Canada. You're like, yeah, no shit. Like, fuck, he's been probably played more time on Canada's blue line at the World Championships than he has with the fucking Oilers. Um, but all joking aside, like, that's, like, kind of the reality of things, right? Yeah. So it's, it, it, I mean, it's been an interesting 
series. I mean, that's that story with Great Britain, you know, beating France and avoiding relegation. Like, yeah. that was pretty cool. Seeing them cheer, you know, we're shit and we know it, or yeah. like whatever it was that they were cheering. That was pretty funny. Um, I mean, Jack Hughes has been interesting. Yeah. Um, it's interesting to hear Kane say that, like, there's a lot of things he does yeah. better than me. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's interesting because, I mean like undersized players that are considered playmakers are always like he's Patrick Kane light <laughs> and it's like yeah. not everybody can be fucking Patrick Kane light yeah. um you know and i wonder like when Patrick Kane's on a decline are we going to say the same thing it's like well he's like Mitch Marner but he's <laughs> more elusive and does less insurance commercials you know like <laughs> We don't really know what that's going to look like, but it's interesting to see Jack Hughes and, and how he's been playing. Yeah. And I don't know, man. I, I know this is, like, not a super hot take, but Capocaco for Finland yeah. is looking like the number one pick to me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It kind of feels like a few years ago when it was the Nolan Patrick and Nico Heischer draft, and leading up to the draft, everyone was like, oh, they're going to take Nolan Patrick. And then they picked the the guy who was supposed to go second and Nico yeah. Heischer and I would take Nico Heischer uh, you know above Nolan Patrick every day for you know for the rest of my life <laughs> and that's mostly because Nolan Patrick has had some injury issues yeah. not too different than the ones that Hughes has had yeah. so yeah it'll be interesting to see with the draft coming up we're going to do a draft uh preview obviously when the playoffs are finished um, we'll talk about NHL awards and a couple of other things that we're kind of getting together here. But um, before we wrap up, was there anything else that you wanted to add at all for this week? I think that's it. Like, we, that's not much going on. Yeah, I know. It's but, hard to do, like, a fucking hour and 20-minute episode when there's just not too, too much to talk about. And this playoff run has pissed everybody off. Yeah, and I, like, I'm fucking miserable because the... No, I'm just joking. The but, one guy who guessed everything right is going to cash out so huge. Oh, my God. But I don't know if anybody... Someone's bracket is still intact, but I That's just... That's I mean, the one guy. Yeah. They, they're just going to give him the know. money now because they're like, you're the only one who's still here. Like, right. Absolutely. I will say if I have to listen to that Gloria song one more time, I might <laughs> jump in front of traffic um, because I think it's cool to have a, a song, but like every 30 seconds for me is just a little rich. Um, but anyways, guys, um, like I said before, we're going to have Thomas back next week. Um, Thomas, we miss you. We love you. Get well soon, my sweet we prince. You, we do love you. It's not, I made it seem like he's dying. Like, oh, yeah. we miss you so fucking he's much. With us. Yeah, it's resting. Rest in power. <laughs> Rest in baseball blogs. Sweet Prince. Uh, but Thomas will be back next week. Um, we're also looking at lining up a couple of guests for the summer. We're going to go all summer. Yeah. Um, we're supposed to have Lexi this week, but it was a weird week. Yeah, things kind of fell through, but we're going to have uh, Lexi on again uh, in the next little while and get some, you know, always fun analysis and perspective from her, which will be great. Um, the podcast right now, if you're listening to it, you're listening to it on SoundCloud most likely. SoundCloud.com slash TakeOffHosers is where the podcast will always be while we work through a couple of these iTunes issues, but I'm optimistic that we'll be back um, on iTunes shortly. If you're not seeing hosers in your feed um, in the next, I'd say, week, take a look in the search and resubscribe if you have to. We're going to need to get a couple of more, um, what's the word, ratings to get us back to the five-star reviews that we had. 
We were doing well, except for the one-star review that said Thomas is a serial killer. Yeah, he's not wrong, but... I mean, not wrong, but, you know, <laughs> come on, he's a good guy. He doesn't mean to. That's right. Um, so, yeah, we'll be back next week. We'll be back next week. All right, thanks for listening, guys. And, of course, you can always follow the podcast on Twitter, at Takeoff Hosers. Thomas runs the account, um, which is probably good, because Carter and I have no business doing that. <laughs> okay, see you guys next week. Bye. I'm from Canada, but I see a lot of teams. This Manila, I know how to handle her. Like the candle up, make you put a banner up. Toss a 50 up, make them tie the club up. Took your bitch out the game, I had to sub up. Swap, swap. No masterpiece. Ten bad bitches in the afternoon.